Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. And real quick, Joey, I want to let you know um, that our friend Michael is going to be calling us Chewy. In a couple minutes here, uh, we're going to be reviewing episode 101 through 125 with him. So, Oh, wow, Chewy. Uh, just keep that in mind. we got to make this brief because he's going to be calling in any second now. Uh, how you doing? What's new with you? Well, you know what? I, I want to tell you, know, every, as everyone knows now who listens to the show, is <laughs> we are very laughing at the story. We have a brand new outro that was done. Thank you so much, Auntie Vera Charles, for doing such an amazing job on our outro. Everyone's been so impressed. With how yeah, professional, for work. yeah, uh-huh. how professional our outro is. By the way, just another Alex Lefebvre story. One, I love how every uh, opening of every one of our show now will just be about Alex Lefebvre and Auntie Vera Charles. But uh, two things: one, Alex Lefebvre shaming me on Twitter, going like, um, "I've been married for nine years or something like that." And I was like, "Oh God, right?" And that's the thing, right? Then part two is. Uh, Rich Green, who uh, we Mike and I kept it a surprise that we were we were doing the lyrics for the opening of the show, so we didn't mention this. And I didn't tell the story last time, but Rich Green loved uh, Alex Lefebvre's arrangement of his song. Oh, and Rich Green is the person who wrote the intro lyrics and music. Yeah, he say. yeah. Well, no, no. He wrote the. He, I wrote the lyrics. He wrote the music oh. and he sang the song. Sorry. Um, yeah. Sang come the on. Lyrics. <laughs> and he sang the lyrics and wrote the music, um, but uh, he was he he really 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 liked Alex Lefebvre's arrangement. Now Auntie Vera, she agreed to do the outro, and that was very nice of her. But it was so funny. It was like literally dealing with my mom in what? getting the the file to me. Like at one point he's like, "Okay, here's the file," and it was just the piano by itself. He sent you back what you <laughs> yes, had sent him? Yeah. And I was like, mm, am I missing something here? <laughs> and so, like, we finally got in. We had a big laugh about it. And so, thank you, Auntie Vera Charles, uh, for doing that for us. I want to say, while we're on that topic, um, there's a cool... Uh, if you're interested in kind of the evolution of the the Catching Up theme song, we have a page on our website. If you go to catchinguppodcast.com, uh, in the About Us section, there's a whole little kind of history of all the th- the audio we've done before and after our show, um, and you can check it out. It's kind of cool. Uh, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Joey, listen to this. Um, as you know, I've kind of had this like weird work schedule. Like, um, I've just been working like a lot of hours, but also like weird hours and weekends and everything. Mm-hmm. And because of this kind of weirdness, so uh, at work I. Uh, supervise a team of probably like 10 people 
um, and fuck 10 to 12 people at any given point. And one of them is a woman named Jessica. Super nice. Um, also kind of interesting. She's like a, I guess you would say like retired bartender. She just kind of like tended to bar for a very long time. And now she's like uh, looking, f- she's not really working for money. She's, well, she's only working for like spending cash if that Mm -hmm. makes sense um an interesting woman her boyfriend is a guy named peter who um he's interesting too and i think their ultimate goal is to like sail the world so they are like taking sailing classes they're eventually going to sell their house and just live on a boat for a few years right Mm -hmm. and um they're a little bit older than i am probably maybe almost 20 years older than i am Uh, but peter is like fit and he like a triathlete and also like just a handsome older guy too uh right so uh whatever um i work with them i I work with her and i've met him at you know different theater events like he'll attend shows with. did you have a threesome with them no and so i thought this story was going on monday oh so uh, she was sick i know she was sick um, but I didn't know why, cause I was also out. Like I was saying my schedule was weird. So mm-hmm. I knew she was out, but I didn't really know exactly the details of her illness or what made her not come into work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So cut to Monday for the first time in a while, we're both working together cause my schedule was weird. And because she was out sick, we hadn't seen one another on Monday. We're both there together and she just was kind of like quiet in the morning and I didn't really, uh, have time to chit chat, but um, before lunch, we're both uh, using. We both use the restroom and get out of the bathroom about the same time, and so we're walking next to one another, and she's kind of quiet. And I'm like, "Hey, like, are you still not feeling better? What's up with you?" And she, she looked. She like got really quiet. Her eyes got really big, and she, she's like, "I mean, trying to kind of answer my question." I'm like, "Why aren't you feeling better, mm-hmm. Joey?" I didn't know she, um, so Peter, the boyfriend, had a massive heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, he died for a few minutes. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. And here I'm in the hallway like, aren't you feeling better yet? Like, why are you? All... <laughs> I didn't know that it wasn't an illness. It was that she was dealing with that. And so we had this, like, moment. But even when she was telling me, I sort of was like, thrown off because i thought she was gonna be like i'm having headaches or mm-hmm. you know something simple like that and i'll be like i'm bleeding from my vagina something right mm-hmm. but no she she threw that on me but then when she was telling the story i was like sort of analyzing the way i was like why aren't you feeling better yet lady mm-hmm. and um then when she was telling me she she mentioned that he died <gasps> so in my head i thought he like died like mm-hmm. i didn't really comprehend that it was like he died for four minutes because mm-hmm. um, I heard her say he died on the way to the hospital. But I'm like, I don't just was really confused by all this. So anyway, he died, but he came back. So he's OK. Um, he's recovering. But still, it's crazy. But also like triathlete has a has a heart attack. That is just so frightening. Like he's certainly more active than I am. And here I am, you know, I thought that I, I feel that's the story you always hear, though. It's always like. He only ate vegetables, and he ran three miles a day, and he died of a heart attack. Meanwhile, I've only walked four steps today. Yeah. 
and uh, I gargle with Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not even. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I use bacon uh, fat like as a, yeah. as a as hair gel. Yeah, you know, <laughs> deodorant. I use a stick of butter. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, I'm doing. I'm, well, I wouldn't say I'm doing jumping jacks. That would never happen. But uh, not a problem. Wouldn't want to get a heart attack. Yeah. No, no. See what happened to people who exercise? Problem. It is crazy, though. Like, super healthy guy. Like, really active sales all the time. Like, that's activity. And, yeah, had a heart attack. I mean, I don't know. Scary. Would you ever go sailing? Nah. I mean, if I was on a big enough sailboat where I was a passenger, yes. But if it requires me to, like, do things, no. Yeah, I'm talking about the one where you're like, uh, they're like, they're like winding the rope and they're like trying nope. to cut the wind. No. No. Cameron used to like to do that shit. And I was nope. like, no, thank you. By the way, he never invited me, by the way. And, uh. <laughs> What's going on with you? Do you have any stories? Anything you want to catch up So on? I have this friend, Sal. Okay. Yeah. And he works in show business. Okay. And, but he, he does like, um, for a living, I, I guess, I guess it's not. I mean, I guess it is show business. He is like a professional Manny. Okay. Okay. Not my not not my relative that died. Like a male nanny. Yeah. Okay. But he often is that for like famous people or celebrities, right? And so he was in between jobs for a while, not doing that for a while. And then he tells me he gets this new job. Okay. And he goes. I just got a job with a high-profile client. I'm going to be their full-time Manny, right? This person's full-time Manny. And he goes, I go, oh, who is it? He goes, actually, I can't tell you. I signed an NDA. Okay. You know? And I go, come on, just tell me. And he goes like, nope. And it goes back and forth. Finally, he goes, okay, I'll tell you this. It's a woman. She was on American Horror Story. Okay. Okay. So we she keep as a kid. Yeah. So we keep talking and I'm like I I realize I figure it out, right? Sarah Paulson? It's Sarah Paulson, right? And I get okay. so excited. I'm like, "Oh my god, y- you know, like I'm telling everybody like uh Sal is the is the the, the Manny for the Sarah Paulson and I'm telling them about the, her their just twins, one's a girl, one's a boy." Um and you know all these people come over to the house and they're just hanging out and i'm like and i'm telling everyone all these stories and i'm actually kind of worried because i'm like he signed an nda and i'm blabbing to everybody that sal works for her for sarah paulson right i'm telling everybody i know oh sal he's sarah paulson's manny for her twins a boy and a girl right sure and they're like four and and they teach them to preschool and they tell, they tell I tell them where they go to pre like the whole thing right conversations about politics you're you're like yeah the president he's a horror huh yeah. American horror oh American horror story I got a story for you yeah uh, to breakfast someone goes they have some orange juice is that OJ you ever seen uh, <laughs> this OJ miniseries Ryan Murphy Marsha Clark my friend Sal is her Manny okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, any any chance I get, I'm squeezing it. I I'm so proud of Sal to be working. For, and I'm not even joking. When I saw the post, you know, Sarah Paulson's in the post, and I was like, that my friend my friend works for her, right? Okay. That's she know she knows Sal. I don't know the Sarah Paulson, but she knows Sal, right? That's weird to me. Then one day I wake up in the middle of the night, 
as I want to do, you know, and uh, to go back to sleep, I often will read. Just silly, not not anything serious, just like, you know, lighthearted news. And I'm reading from sort of entertainment news thing, and it's an interview with Sarah Paulson. I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder if she's going to mention Man- uh, Manny, mention Sal, right? <laughs> the headline is, uh, why I don't have kids and why I'll never have kids. Oh, and I'm it's like, not her. I go, oh my God, Sal's a liar. No. Like, Sal totally lied. No, Mike. Didn't no, 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 Mike. Paulson, did he? Mike, I've had conversations with Sal about how he works for Sarah, Paul- Sarah Paulson. Oh, really? I yeah. Thought, okay. No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. It, I mean, I was. Te- I was. This was for months, months, and I had conversations. I remember the one point where I was saying, like, "This is so good for your." Because he's also an actor. I'm all. This is so good for your career. Because uh, you know, Sarah Paulson's a really nice person, and and I'm all. And I, I go like, well, I go, "What does Sarah call you?" He says, "She calls me Sal." You know, I thought maybe she called Mister. You know, Mister Sal or something like that, right? And then, um. And he's telling me about, like, people that come over. And, well, I'm saying, like, you know, you probably know this Ryan Murphy, and we're talking about that, right? Oh, yeah, I've had conversations with Sal about this. So then I'm like, oh, my God. My friend is a liar. He's a total liar. And, I, and I'm yeah. super I'm super embarrassed for him. I'm, I'm ashamed for him, right? Yeah. So the next time I talk to Sal, I go... And we have a normal conversation. I go, listen, I have to bring up something uncomfortable. He goes, yeah, what is it? And I go, so I woke up in the middle of the night, and I read this article. Uh, it was an interview with uh, uh, your boss, Sarah Paulson. And the headline said, why I don't have kids and why I never want to have kids. Sure. This cell, he starts laughing, uh-huh. like giggling like a little schoolgirl. And he goes, Joe Batanz. I have been waiting for months for this phone call. He goes, all I said was that the person I'm working for works on American Horror Story. You, in front of me, made up this entire story about how it was Sarah Paulson and that she has twins and that one was a boy and that one was a girl and they were four. And so because I can't tell you who I work for, I just went with it. Sure. I didn't say yes, but I didn't say no. Yeah. I didn't deny it. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I get Mike, I just made, I totally 100% made up. Wait, okay. I 100% made up that he worked for Sarah Paulson. Isn't that weird? <sighs> Is it weird? Yes. Am I surprised? No. Because even, I mean, listen to the way I reacted when you were telling the story. I was like, did he even say it was Sarah Paulson? Like, I kind of knew that that's where it was going. And I could, we've, you and I have never had such a misunderstanding, um, or at least that deep. But I feel like we've walked down that road a lot where you've said to me, Mike, I don't know, this person's a crazy person, right? Mm-hmm. And then they email us and they're going to help us with something. And we, I don't know, jump on a phone, to, you know, for a project or something. And then afterward, you're like, they're not really a crazy person. Why did you think that? And I'm like, I didn't say that. You said that. Like, that was your opinion of them that you've projected onto this situation. I feel it's very Betty Batance. There you go. Apple falling not too far from that tree then. Ah, uh, that story's horrible anyway. We're turning into Betty. So Sal, <laughs> so Sal's lucky. I, I, don't, I, I still to this day don't know who it is. 
Um, <laughs> you think you do? <laughs> I have a good hunch who it is. Is it uh, it's Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi? They have two teenage <laughs> boys. <laughs> what if it's just like the cameraman or something? Like I know. A producer yeah, you're or... right. All he said was the person works on American Horror yeah. Story. So yeah, it could be. It could be totally like uh, like a, a secondary producer who just doesn't want it out there. You know, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, Matt and his catering company. That <laughs> yeah. Provide craft uh, services. What else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Nothing. Um, I did the other day. I went to Steve's house. I wanted to tell you this to see if you how, how what would you do? Um, so Steve is my boyfriend, uh, Joe. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyone listening to, super sweet, very nice, right? Um, we've told stories before about how he's like just doesn't get mad at people. Yeah, it's almost not too in nice his character. Yeah. So wait, uh, hold on for a second. I want to pause you here. Just stay on this moment for a second. Remember there was a moment right before Cameron and I broke up. I don't remember why, but you and I were going to have an episode where Steve and Cameron catch up. Yeah. Can you imagine how boring that episode would have been? I think that was part of the reason we didn't do it. I mean, the breakup <laughs> yeah. got in the way too. Uh-huh. But I think that it. I think the idea was interesting, but then we were like, just. <laughs> it would have been, just... been more interesting with them with us on. Sure. They would need or to be like the four of us. Yes, if Steve joined you and I for a call, or if Cameron joined you and I for a call, right? Yeah. That's it, more interesting. But uh, Steve and I have, like, date nights on Tuesdays pretty consistently. Um, We ate in and watched TV, actually, this Tuesday. And as I was leaving his apartment building uh, on his front door, so he lives in a multi-story apartment building with one front entrance. And on the front entrance, there's like a, or at the front entrance, there's like a, a lobby, I guess, but it's small, but there is like a, a dry fountain in it, like a fountain that used to be wet. It's an old, old Oakland building near Lake mm-hmm. Merritt. And I'm leaving, there's one exit, and on the exit door, there's a note taped to it, which I didn't see on my way into the building, because it's on the, you can only see it as you exit. And... Uh, it's Steve's handwriting. I, I recognize it immediately. And the note basically, Joey says, uh, hey, neighbors, I found $40 on the stairs. If it's yours, stop by apartment one. I'll give it back to you. Mm-hmm. Is that just not the weirdest thing? Like, who does that? It's super sweet, but like also incredibly trusting. Like anyone who wants $40, just stop by apart- my apartment, knock, and I'll give it to you. It's just... Yeah, because know, it's, weird. it's one of these things where, like, I would keep some bit of information so I can identify the person. Yeah, but I, what is there, though? I get that. Like, you know, give me the serial number on the cash. Nobody knows that. Yeah, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no. What you say? I found some cash. Oh, okay. How? You have to tell me how much it is. Yeah, but then if they come to the door and they say 60, do you give them the 40? No, you don't know. That's not, that's not how much it was. I don't. It's just. It's weird all around. I feel like me in that situation. I just scored forty dollars. I kept it. No, 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 no. We've we've been over this before. I found money before, certainly. Yeah, and I just keep it. Oh, I found money in an ATM yeah. before. Remember? Yeah, I w- like over a hundred dollars. Yeah, and I kept it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve and I are different people. We're yin and yang, you know. mm Hmm. You're more like um, yin and yank. You yank all this money. 
what's going on with you? Do you have any other stories to tell? We've got a couple minutes, I think, before we get a call here. You know this John Paul? Yeah, heard of him. He calls me the other day and goes, uh, what are you doing next Saturday? It's a few weeks ago. And he goes, uh, I have an extra ticket to Candide. You ever hear of this Candide? Yeah, I have. It's a Leonard Bernstein operetta. Okay. And it's a show that I'd always heard of, right? But I never tried to listen. Or I never listened to it. I remember I tried listening when I was in high school, and I'm all, oh, man, this is fucking boring, you know? It mm-hmm. felt like homework, I remember, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I was totally on the fence. He goes, well, you know, think about it. Let me know, right? I have the extra ticket. And I was actually talking to friend of the show, John Marti. I think right when John Paul asked me, and I said to him, I go, listen, I was, you know, John Paul invited me to Candide. I don't know if I want to go. You know, Kelsey Grammer and Christine Ebersol were in were in it. So that's that was a draw, too, like these big stars, you know. Oh, in the L.A. production. Yeah, in the L.A. production of Candide. Okay. Yeah. Could, okay. And so John Martin makes a really good case. He goes, look, I think you should go. One, it did the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, which, do you know where that is or anything about it? Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, it's super swanky theater. It's where, that's, it's where the L.A. Opera actually, that's their residence, you know, the Dorothy Chandler, sure. super swanky. And uh, it's where they used to have the Academy Awards there a long time ago. And um, he goes, so when do you get a chance to go to the Dorothy Chandler? But also he goes, uh, they never really do, no one ever really does a professional version of Candide. No one ever does it. So it's it, a chance to see a really good production of this musical slash operetta that no one ever does. And I go, you know what? You're right. I go, even if it's boring. And it's free. And it's free. Yeah, good point. It's free. And even if it's boring, I, I can mark it off my bucket list. You know? Right. So uh, I tell John Paul, yes. He goes, great. Week of, John Paul calls me. And I said, like, oh, God, this must have been so awful for him. Because you, know you know he worked in his head. How does he actually tell this slob, Joe Batanz, he has to dress up? So he goes, oh. you know, um... <laughs> <laughs> I know in, in LA theater's really casual. I mean, I I just wear jeans and a t-shirt when I go to the place, you know. But uh I've been to LA opera stuff and they're kind of stuffy, you know? Uh-huh. So, I I think I'm going to wear slacks and like a sweater. Uh what about you? And I go, "Okay, I get it. I'll wear slacks and a sweater." And he goes, "Okay, good. We'll just both wear that, right?" Yeah. So day of I call him and I say, listen, I've been thinking about it. What are you wearing? Because I was thinking, like, maybe I should get a little dressier than slacks and a sweater, you know? Put on a suit? Yeah, I'm at least you like a, a jacket a suit, with right? like an open collared shirt. Okay. Not open, like, on my belly button, like, just like, you know, no tie, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. And he goes, no, 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 I'm already out. I'm, 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 just, I'm just wearing slacks and a sweater. He goes, I trust me, that's more, that's, that's totally fine. And I go, okay. As we're driving up, I tell him that I was reading an article about Candide. And I say, oh, I saw that today is opening night. And his face gets ashen. He goes, what? And I go, yeah, 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 it opens tonight. And he goes, oh. You can see him doing the the mental math math in his head. And he goes, okay. Think it would be a little more dressy? Yeah. So you, at at Dorothy Chandler, you park in this parking garage. And then you take an escalator. (laughs) up and it drops you off like right in front of the front 
door of the Dorothy Chandler. And we're both in really nice slacks and a sweater. Mike Lawson. Tuxedos. People are like tuxedos and ball gowns. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is because it's an L.A. opera production. It's an opera. Right? Still. Yeah. They're in like, some people aren't like, in just, but they're in suits with a jacket and tie. You know? Mm-hmm. It, there's, like, there are a few, the tuxedos aren't everyone, but like, a lot of people are in really nice suits with ties and stuff, you know? And we just look like the biggest slobs. Part two is, I, John, this John Paul is so spoiled. I go, uh, how are the seats? He goes, ugh, they're not good at all. Sorry. And I go, no, you know, I was in my head. I was like, you know what? I go to so many good things with John Paul that he has amazing seats. Like, okay, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Lawson. Fifth row? <gasps> and I go, I thought you said they weren't good seats. He goes, they're not. Like, they're not right in the center. Oh. They were, like, <laughs> in fifth row, but, like, not all the way at the end. Like, between the middle and the end. The middle of the uh, middle and the end. <laughs> I want his job so bad. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, we're not right in the center. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> John Paul. <laughs> right? But that made it worse, though, because now we're in the richiest of seats. So sure. It's uh, the two slobs in their slacks yeah. and sweaters among you know people with, like, opera glasses going, like, ooh. You know? Uh, so, the peasants in the balcony are eyeing you. They're like, how'd they get down there? Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> someone arrest them, you know? They must have won a radio contest or something. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I know this isn't a, an operetta review show, but... Um, say that again. But I will say, the show is um, uh, really... The first half was really good. I, I listened to the music the week before. And the music, I will say this, and then you become older, the music's incredible. I was like, holy shit. This music is so good. First act is great. Oh my god! The second act, I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, I wanted to jump in the, I would in the orchestra pit and just end it all. I would certainly see it. And to be honest, I don't know that there's many, very many things I would turn down if it was like completely free. You're right. Well, let me rephrase. I wouldn't turn down something that costs money if I got it for free. You know what the problem is? is <laughs> like I'm not gonna go out of my way on a Wednesday night to see a. Shakespeare in the Park put on by, you know, a random group of high school kids or something, but that which would be free, but I would pay I would go to a paid production of something for free pretty much always. Okay, here's here's my one caveat. I agree with you. He said LA Opera and John Paul used to date this guy when we were in college, so literally over 20 years ago, who was a voice major, was an opera singer, and we'd have to go to his operas. And they were they were so awful, these operas. He was in this one called The Merry Wives of Windsor. Oh, what a piece of shit that was. It was literally people just over and over going like, The Merry Wives of Windsor, The Merry Wives of Windsor, Merry Wives of Windsor. <laughs> and I literally, so what I started doing towards the end is, this is where I invented this move. I was like 18 or 19 years old. I just couldn't do it anymore, right? I would find out how long the show was. And I'd go buy flowers. And they'd show up at the end. And be like, oh my god, call him, you were so good. <laughs> Do you he wouldn't know. And he didn't he never did to this unless unless Colum and, and Flaky Jennifer listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> they're never gonna know. You just did a weird mind fuck. Because <laughs> that happens in the future. 
What are you talking about? You just have a friend named Flaky Jennifer. So uh, call him unless he call him listens twenty you know some odd minutes into the show. He's not going to know that I used to go to his operas and pretend to go because I just couldn't take it anymore. And if you are listening, you know, call him. <laughs> Usually, I'd groan at that joke, but that was actually it. Really tricked me. It really tricked me. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi. hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. Who is this? Hi. It's Michael. Nice to see you. Nice to talk. Uh, I thought it was Chewy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Chew- I mean, you know, I can grab him later if you need him. Yeah. I only know him as Chewy. I don't know if I know this Michael person. So, welcome to Catching Up, Michael. I know uh, you're calling in. You're going to help us recap some of our older episodes, um, which we're super excited about. Specifically, episodes 101 to 125. Yes, those specific 25 episodes. Now, you volunteered to help us do this. Um, why? <laughs> and also, what episode number did you regret volunteering to do this? <laughs> At what point um, did you? Episode 102. Somewhere like halfway through 101. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm a big fan, and so I thought I would you know, help out. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I would say I'm a fan. How wait, wait, what? Up? Wait, Mike, wait, stop, 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 stop. He was yep. like. He, did you hear what he just said, Mike? Don't pick on him, Joey. <laughs> he went, I'm a big fan. Well, I guess I can fan. <laughs> you know, I just gave the Joe Batanz treatment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> how did you find how did you find catching up? Um, I am a big fan of RuPaul's recap, RuPaul's Driver recap. Gotcha. Even, so even, even since Daniel Brewer left? Yeah, I, yeah. I actually started listening um, season seven when Daniel Brewer was still on. So I've, I've listened from the beginning of that podcast. Well, that's exciting. We were just talking about RuPaul. Oh, I yeah. can't say that because this is. Why can't you say that? Because we're going to edit this in. So we had a conversation before. And it's going to be as if Michael just called us. So, <laughs> oh no, it was like we were talking about it in the group chat, weren't we? It was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think. <laughs> Well, you know what that means, Michael. Mike, is that we're going to have to uh, talk about RuPaul then on episode 202. Hey, Joe, Joe yeah. Batanz, is yeah. this weird talking to two mics? You're like, yeah, I was going to ask. It's very How's strange. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm in, uh, I feel like I'm like a, a, a Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks. I don't know how I'm going <laughs> well, to handle it. I mean, this. to make it easier, you can just chewy from now on, please. Okay, okay. you like now Chewy. I'm you know I'm trying to think back on what what now what is your actual ethnicity? I don't want to assume you're Mexican. Uh, no. What are you like uh, Puerto Rican <laughs> or? Uh... I am well, I am Latino. Um, I am half Panamanian, half Ecuadorian. Wow, that wow. is interesting. I'll tell you why that's interesting. I have a friend named Carlos, and he's Panamanian, but he's always confused with being Ecuadorian. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I never get Ecuadorian. Well, not because they go like, "Oh, you look like Ecuadorian." They just remember you're from a country in the middle, you know? Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. And South so, Central America. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, so you're Central American, so you're Panamanian and Ecuadorian. So you have two interesting things about your country. One has a canal, yeah. and one of them is the actual equator. Yeah. Yep. It's now, very hot. Now, let me ask you this question. So, you live in New York City. You find the show through... Uh, now, how did you find RuPaul's Drag Race recap? 
Cut to this is just us doing a recap of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. <laughs> oh, what was your um, favorite recap episode? <laughs> um, I am. Um, I oh well to start. I'm actually. I lived. I grew up in uh, a suburb right outside of the city. Right now, I live in upstate New York. Oh, really? What um, part? Anywhere near Buffalo, New York? No, I'm not over there. That's a lot uh, further up north. I'm in Kingston. It's about an hour south of Albany. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. kind of by uh, uh, Schenectady. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. How far but are you from Ronkonkoma? From Ronkonkoma? Isn't that on Long Island? I don't know. I just know funny names that would be in Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> yeah, Ronkonkoma's in Long Island. I'm nowhere near Long Island. <laughs> okay. Um, so but then yeah, you... I found it. I got. I went through like a a phase where like I just really enjoyed recap recap podcasts of like mm-hmm. some of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. and so being that Drag Race is one of my favorite shows, um, yeah. I looked up a podcast and you guys came up. Now, let me ask you a question that I don't want to make any assumptions. Is it safe to assume that you're a homosexual? Um, I mean, it's oh, never it's oh, never safe to assume anything, but um, I consider mm-hmm. myself just like on the on the queer spectrum. I don't like to limit myself to oh, any specific sex. I see. This is, these are good questions we're asking. Interesting. So yeah. now, now here's... You complimented now, your own questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will be complimenting myself the entire time. Okay. So you're on the spectrum. Yeah. And, and the reason I'm going to ask this following question is to do to, for my own uh, educational purposes here. How old are you? I'm 24. Exactly. There you go. Mike Lawson. There you go. That's... It's that millennial group. They don't like the labels. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> they don't like the labels. Now, what do you do out there in, in upstate New York, Michael? Um, long story short, I make maps. Oh. Okay. I'm a map maker. What do you mean? Cartographer? Yeah. Um, yeah, cartography is a little more uh, design aspect. I do more GIS stuff, so a lot more technical stuff. No, Michael, um, but I, haven't we yeah. found everything? Hasn't everything been mapped? Um, well, I work for a specific company, so like where I'm, I'm mapping out specific things. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I mean, I that I, that's what I do to pay my rent. Unfortunately, I have to work for the man to do that. But yeah. I'm an artist. Um, the big know, map so. man. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you're an artist. Do you make one of those ones where like, all like the 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 places in the map are like super big? So if it's like, <laughs> you know no, no, you know I wish. The, I'm not good at like map art, but yeah, you know the map I'm talking about, where like. like and the giant the menu, Statue of Liberty. The menu at Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're like in Seattle, like the Space Needle is like 3,000 feet tall. What's, the, what's your favorite map? Do you have a favorite map that you've made, Michael? Um, that I've personally made? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I once mapped out um, the murders of Stephen, um, uh, what's his name? Uh David Berkowitz, the mm-hmm. son of Sam Murder mm-hmm. in New York City back in the seventies, I mapped out where he killed everyone. Oh, wow. interesting! Wow, not to bring the mood down. But. No, it didn't bring the mood down at all. <laughs> to, 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 to Mike, murder is like a joke. What are you talking about? Do you listen to our theme song? Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And also, every time we talk about a murder on our show, Joe's like, "Well, was he hot? Was, <laughs> was the murder hot?" Because that the, Joe basically figures out if a person is guilty or not based on their hotness. That is true. Now, isn't me, it, isn't, this is America. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this question, Michael, because you said something you're like, my own maps? I'm like, oh, do you ever look at a map and go, God, oh, fuck, I, I wish I could do it like Charlie. Charlie makes the best maps. <laughs> like, is there, Are there like um, famous maps people? No. Um, there are famous map people. I'm more on the, on the side of like, oh, shit, Charlie sucks at making maps. I would never. Oh. Make a map. 
Like, who did this? But I just, like I said, I, I don't do, like, a lot of design maps. I mean, I can, but um, I'm not really that. I don't get to that often yeah. with, able to do it. Have you drawn a map of your own house, like, where you live? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> um, it's super interesting, um, but I, I hate to cut this short. Can we jump? What episodes did we assign you, Michael? Um, uh, I was assigned episodes 101 to 125. Now, how long did it take you to re-listen to those oh, episodes? Good question. Good question. It is a really good question. Um, I don't really remember. I know that when you first assigned it to me, I, I did it. And then um, <laughs> I went back and did it again. <gasps> uh-huh. Yeah, I wow. listened to them twice. Wow. Mm. And you're also, you're like caught up on catching up. So you know kind of what's going on with us and what's going on now. Like, what's the big difference, like, between us now and us then? Is there any difference? Um, no, not much. Let me ask you this there's question. A lot, there's, a lot, there's a lot less camera now, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a lot of camera then? Let me ask you this question. Um, what were your big takeaways from episodes one, like, like take, take, taking everything in aggregate, all the episodes in aggregate, what would be like, let's say, two or three takeaways that you have from there? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, takeaways. Uh, never go out with your cousin Richard. <laughs> Didn't that come um, up in the last one? It came up too? in the last one, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Joe's going to dinner with him tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm not actually, but yeah, but I think we're hanging out soon. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I would also say maybe never trust the Bart train because right. they're most likely going to disappoint you as well. Oh yeah, because Mike, you know, Mike has had, like his whole method for sitting in a certain spot and like yeah. gets on the train oh, that goes that backwards. Extremely relatable to me. I mean, I live upstate now, but I used to live. Right, I used to work and live in the city, and I used to do the same thing when I had to take the subway in all the time. Smart. Okay. Thank you. And um, I mean, honestly, I will say, like, truly my favorite thing ever about the podcast is mm-hmm. um, your mom's stories. I love <laughs> when you tell stories about your mom. They're, uh-huh. like, the funniest things in the world to me. Really? So, I agree. They're not funny to live through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure not. I'm sure <laughs> Now, you know, I really do think Joe, the best Joe stories are ones where he's like shitting on himself. So, like, when the mom stories come in, he's like in such agony when he tells them that there's <laughs> something just really funny. And I don't mean like, oh, I love hearing Joe in pain. It's more like Joe's just very talented at kind of like telling stories where he's the butt of the joke that his best stories are the mom stories for that reason. Well, I think it's a rule. I know we often shit on Joey Buhecker, but I, I'm going to use him as a really good example is a rule that I have is you can talk shit on any, you get the license to talk shit on people. If you talk shit on yourself. Right. And I feel if you're going to tell stories that especially that are going to involve being mean to people. If you're the star of the story, which I am the star of my own stories, you have to lose you have to be sure. the one that loses. Like a good example, it's not me, is like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like Larry David always loses in that story. Yeah, you know? yeah that's what makes the show so great. Yeah, yeah and it also gives him the right to like make fun of people because he's the, he's going to lose. He's going to get his. And I think that's what makes the show funny. Is if, if So I have to lose in all the stories. It would be dumb if I was like, 
guess what? I bought a lottery ticket and I won. <laughs> like, you're like, oh. <laughs> what an asshole. Do you think we would continue to do this if you won like $500 million? Oh, my, uh, Mike, like, if I won 500 wait, hold on for a second. If I won $500 million, I would like put a little bit of money to like, A, hire you so I could be okay. your boss. Wait, wait like me or Mike Lawson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I hire well, Michael. I hire maps. I'd hire Chewy to make a map of catching up and all the things, <laughs> the events that happen. Then I'd hire. I also, you know, I do a lot of things. I wouldn't mind the check. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What other things do you do, Michael? He's um, an artist. I'm an artist. Oh yeah. What I'm kind of art do you do? Comedian. Yeah. You're a stand-up, stand-up comedian. You're a stand-up comedian. I I used to do stand-up a lot. I haven't been able to do it a lot recently, just because I've been focusing on my art a lot. But I mean, but what kind of art is it? I do a lot of like pop art stuff, and um, yeah. What does that mean? I grew up, like, I grew up in the graffiti world. Um, well, I kind of like. I mean, I'm a painter. Um, my ma- my main jam is I like make like uh, these pop art manatees. So, cool. I want to see yeah. some. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do you have s- a website, or are you on like any of those? I'm- no, I'm so bad at all that stuff. I I do have an Instagram. It's I don't, there's not much up there. I don't have many followers at all because I suck at social media and I'm been very busy lately. But you can follow my Instagram. It's um underscore the orange manatee. Okay. Why? Do you, what's the I'm thing with the manatees? Why do you like them so much? Um, they just are very much like me. You know, they're just very chill. They just like to you know hang out with their friends and just like eat lettuce all day and like bake in the sun. Yeah, and float around. And just float around. I've been doing it for like years. I've been doing it for like over 10 years. So I can't even tell you. Like, they're Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it. Look, there's all these orange manatees. Yeah. And an, oop- yeah. an Oompa Loompa in black and white. And then some black guys that could either be taken yesterday or 1974. I can't tell. That's when- Tom Hanks. Wait, what? Tom Hanks is in black? That black and white photo is Tom Hanks. No, there's a picture of some black guys by a payphone. Oh, oh, that's New Edition. Cool it down. You got to cool it now. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Taylor's dancing in his car. Now, let me ask you this question. Were there any episodes, you don't have to know the specific number, but any episodes or stories that stuck out to you specifically when you were listening to the... Or, you know what, before you answer that, I, think, I want you to think about that question, but here's my first question, actually. had Before we assigned you these episodes, had you listened to any of those episodes before at all? No, I have not. Be- only because um, when I caught on to catching up, you guys didn't have all of your episodes on iTunes. Yeah. And oh. um, your like link never worked for me for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I just like listened to whatever <laughs> was offered. Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. I only listened up to, I want to say, like maybe like somewhere in like the 160s. Okay. Okay. Um, now, and, then and then you went to the ones you're assigned. Now, have you listened to the other ones since? Or are you just done with catching up? No, I've I've only done no. I want to, but I mean, I've only paid attention to one hundred and one and one twenty five, and then I did a little bit after one twenty five and a little bit before one hundred and one. But I definitely haven't listened to all of them. Okay, so we have that now. What was the experience enjoyable? Was it a chore? What What did you find? Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely enjoyable. I mean, the whole reason I volunteered is because I enjoy your podcast, and I remember when I first. uh, uh, found it. I I binged it a little bit. I I listen to a lot of podcasts. I work at a desk all day, mm-hmm. and so I'm listening to almost like eight hours of podcasts on a daily basis. So sure. I definitely had the time, um, and it would. So you know, yeah, it was enjoyable. 
Mm. It's just funny. Okay, yeah. so back to my question. Are there any episodes or stories in particular you remember that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I was afraid that I wasn't as prepared, so I feel like I definitely am a lot more prepared than I thought I was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely have like a number one favorite story that of from those twenty five. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so but then I also have it. like a favorite Joe story, like a favorite Mike story, a favorite Steve story, a oh, favorite Steven uh, gets in there. Uh a favorite, you know, Evil John story. Oh well people <laughs> I would say Evil John is catching up to my mom, and people love those stories. Like I've got this was, this was back. I don't know. This was back when it was like Paul and John. I don't know if you guys ever stopped doing Paul and John. We did at a certain oh, point. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I okay. talked to John, and I he I was like, "Hey, we call you Paul," and he was like, "Why?" And yeah, like, there's why? an episode where like where like Mike is like clowning on you and he's like, Oh, that's so weird that, he, you know, his, everything he has has a J on it. And his name is Paul. Well, what, um, so now we, I don't even know. <laughs> do we, we call him by his name or what do we do? We call, we call him the Johns. Like I, like I do in oh. real life. Yeah. The cool. Johns. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll say John Paul, but he's always been like evil John to me. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You think evil John in real in life? Fact, if I, if I was in the same room, I think I would have trouble not calling him evil. So. <laughs> same. Well, he he knows about the name. In yeah, fact, I, I it's can't one of my. He loves it though. <laughs> he's very indifferent to it. But you know what's funny is because John and I have talked about this. He his problem with the name isn't the name Evil John. His problem with the name is he thinks that John Paul. Uh, wage some campaign because you know I didn't make up the name. They were made it when they lived in Florida. The friends in Florida made up the name. And uh, he's convinced that John Paul, like, uh, sabotaged them and tricked them into giving him that name. Sure. <laughs> you know? So he bl- whenever they get in a fight, he'll blame John Paul for him having the name Evil John. That, and, that, and that if everyone knew, they would know that John Paul was really the evil one. <laughs> Meanwhile, just John Paul is the nicest human being on the planet. Like, literally, like, the nicest person ever. I don't know how anyone would ever think he's evil. So, Michael, you said that you had some favorite stories. Let's get into them. Tell us, yeah. um, where do you want to start, Joey? Uh, yeah, let's leave the favorite episode. Yeah, Because you, you said you had a favorite story, hands down, right? Let's save yeah. that one for the end. But let's start with the favorite okay. Evil John story. Um, well, it wasn't anything too crazy. It was just an episode. Um, I can give you specifically like episode 119. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 113. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, where you were house sitting for the Johns mm-hmm. and um, Evil John's cat like kept bringing out like his sexy underwear and you didn't know what it was. <laughs> uh-huh. And in like a wrestling mask and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then it wasn't until he texted you um, embarrassingly that, you know, you picked up and grabbed all of his songs and stuff that you even knew what it was. <laughs> I remember that story. That's a good That's one. That's a good one. Yeah. But there was no evil John yeah. yelling. People, cause people like I'm telling you, like a uh, oh. listener of the show, West Stone, will sometimes call me to, just because there, there haven't been any evil John stories lately. Because I think John Paul wisely now segregates us. You know, so I'm not allowed to be around evil John anymore. But like <laughs> he'll be like, can't you just do the voice? Like no, what? No, but that's that's the thing. This was before you did the voice and everything, so he wasn't really evil John as he uh-huh. was just like you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a weird that guy who guy, collected dolls. That guy with the dolls. Yeah. You know? Sure. Okay. He was just um, like a, a small character. We hadn't fully yeah, developed him. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so that's a favorite evil. What's your favorite Steve story? Um, there's um, I would say okay. Well, this is kind of a sweet one. I thought that maybe Mike would appreciate this. Was throughout the my 25 episodes, um, Steve and Mike celebrated their one year anniversary. Oh, which was, like, really nice. Um, so I would say that that one that was a nice story. You know, they went out and they went to like, a really fancy restaurant, like that. Um, I googled and it looked really cool. <laughs> Did we go to the Tonga room? Yes, that- it, yeah. Wow, yeah, good yeah. memory, Mike. Yeah, with a f- it had it was a old, um, uh, g- like gymnasium in a hotel basement. And yeah, they turned the pool into like there's a floating band that would just circle in the pool. It's like kitschy and weird, and it was a good time. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, that is sweet. Um, what's okay. weird is the last recap we did, we met Steve. So this recap. We already celebrated our one because we're doing like 50 episodes at a time. Very cool. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So, okay, Chewy, let's move on here. Um, your favorite Mike Lawson story. Um, well, one of, my, one of my favorite things about Mike's stories just in general is that I find Mike extremely relatable to me. Oh, good. Um, oh, you're really boring and you like, murder people? He's the, he's the one person. <laughs> <laughs> well no specifically like your social angst uh-huh. so like there was an episode um specifically episode 103 where you might have had to share a bed with your boss and you kind of like uh-huh. freaked out and you like did everything you could to make sure you had two beds and that's exactly what i would do yeah and then it turned out that he didn't even sleep in your room and so you just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. by yourself in a room <laughs> with two beds with two beds yeah <laughs> Um, I like, seriously it, feel like I'm like Adrian Monk from the TV show Monk sometimes because I get <laughs> so weird about stuff. I know. I'm the, exa- I'm the exact same way. I really am okay. the exact same way. I mean, not to say that we're obnoxious in any way, but, you know, we just like our space. And we overthink shit. That's what I yeah. overthink things until it's like a bigger deal than it has to be. Um, and uh, but my favorite Mike story, uh, Mike went back and told a story about an ex of his, Philip. Oh, yeah. 121. Um, and it's basically the story where uh, Mike goes over to his house to sleep over because he was sick and he didn't want to be alone. And then there was a knock at the door in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. I remember this story. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, and you guys were, it's just really, really funny the way Mike told it. And then like Joe was cracking up the entire time. I lived it. I thought the story yeah. was right then because it was like, Philip was like, just, just go to bed. Just go to, just ignore yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it was really funny. And then, and then the, the best part is that when Mike woke up, he was like, "Who's at the door?" And then Philip goes, "It's just someone trying to sell something." And it was like three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it, Chewy, and then I laid down and went back to bed like a dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That also came up in the story. I would have just I, laid awake the whole time. I wouldn't have been able to sleep. <clears throat> sure. Well, I Mike mean, was sick. He just. And it's also bigger than that. It's not like that's the moment I realized he was cheating on me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You really, you, know. you really kind of. It's knew. like yeah. a buildup of evidence, and then. And also, by know. that point, you already thought he was just comical. Like in other words, like I'm sure you part of you was just like, oh, he's just fucking cheating on me. Whatever. And the yeah. sex was great. <laughs> was he good in bed? Until he, until you found out he had hepatitis, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and more. Doesn't that yeah. ruin everything? Hepatitis, man. Yeah. Ruins everybody's good weekend. Yeah, it kicked me out of the city. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I was. I would have to say that's my favorite Mike story. 
Okay, and then cool. what's, what, would what you about say? your favorite Joey story? Yeah, I'm curious about no, now. Now, now I'm tuned in. Let me stop doing. Let me stop playing this game I'm playing here. What? Yeah. Oops. Joe suddenly starts to pay attention to you, yeah. Michael. What's your favorite <laughs> Joe story? Um, in episode 122, Joe says a story. To, well, t- Joe tells a story about when he went to friend of the show's Nico Martinez and um, John John, John Martin. Right? John Martin. Yeah, John Martin. Yeah, and. Uh, they had, you know, one of their. I'm guess, I've heard this story like in the past. I'm guessing this happens regularly when they like just, you know, bring a group of guys together to watch, quote unquote, classy erotic porn. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's, and, so um, the purpose is, isn't it also to show his art? He's a photographer. He's a photographer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's an art. It's an art show. Yeah, it just happens that he just loves to take pictures of, um, you know, jizz in the guy's face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. I but, get it. I'm an yeah, artist. It's cool. Yeah, he does it yeah. every year. It's it's a yearly event. Yeah, I'm not um, an art critic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at the, in this specific uh, at this specific showing, yeah. um, mm-hmm. there was a guy named Kevin there. Well, that's what you named him. You named him Kevin, um, who weirdly like stripped down naked. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember this. One of, it's one of my favorite stories. It's like one of those moments where Joe will tell a story about him in a in a group full of people, and it becomes a Joe Patan show. Yeah, yeah, you, you haven't oh, lived till you've seen that. Yeah, and yeah. so my the best part of the story for me personally is when Kevin went on to grab your hand and put it on his dick. Yeah, Whoa. and you were like, "Whoa, what do you want me to do with this thing? <laughs> yeah. Is this thing like, on?" And I'm oh, tapping okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, did like a Seinfeld impersonation with this guy's dick in your hand. <laughs> Why is there this penis in my hand? <laughs> Who does this? <laughs> uh, yeah, that Kevin's good... real name is Aziz. We didn't know it, but <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I think that, that might have been. Did I say it was a fake name? Cause why would I? If I just... Yeah, it was a fake name. Uh, I was... think his name, was, his name was either Paul or John. There were just oh, so many Paul. Pauls or Johns. You're right. Uh, that, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It was Paul. His real name was Paul. You're right. And there were a lot of Pauls. Was John Paul there? John Paul was there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was you, John Paul, and Danny. And a, a friend of the show, Danny, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were all there. Because then I think on the way back, we were talking about it in the in the Lyft or the Uber, and we thought the woman didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the woman was like, all right, thanks, guys. And we're like, oh. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're just talking about, like, dicks and jizz and all yeah, that Yeah, she must have been all like, what the fuck? I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Oh, so that was the favorite Joe's story. Okay, that's a good, that's a, that's a pretty good story. I'm not going to lie. That is, that is a great story. Um, that is a, I don't know who told that story, but it's a fantastic story, and I'm glad you <laughs> shared it with us. Now, yeah. before we get to the um, final episode thing, let me ask you this question. I don't think we really asked yeah. this. And I thought this was an interesting question last time that we asked the last guy. In the 25 episodes that you can remember, were there ever a time where, like, I don't really know how to put this, where, like, because now you're going to the past and you know what's happening in the present, where you can think back and think, oh, that becomes way important later. Like, let's say I said, like, um, I can't even imagine having Cameron as a boyfriend or something dumb like that, you know? Like, was there any kind of moment, like, where you're like, oh, they don't know, you know, like, you know, like... This is going to come back to this, there can be developments on this later in the show. Is there anything you can remember from that? Well, um, yeah, you hit it on the nose. It's probably like the whole Cameron storyline in general. I mean, he comes up a lot in the 25 episodes. Now, were they dating in the episode you were listening to? No, he um, in the beginning of the 25 episodes, he was uh, 
it was would you refer to him as train wreck of the show all around train wreck <laughs> friend of the show and all around train wreck yeah and then and then you guys just became friends and then nothing of that sort i think maybe there was like a hinge of it towards the end of it but nothing happened within the 25 no yeah mm, but um he there was, was a character he was a character in the show for a while before you guys started dating yeah yeah but I mean, there was—I mean, there was a full episode where instead of Mike, there was Cameron. Wait, Cameron was on the show? Yeah, episode uh, one nineteen. Whoa! And Cameron was the—I'm going to go back and listen to that. Cameron was the co-host. Huh? Oh wait, no, sorry, one seventeen. One seventeen. Oh, I didn't know was, Cameron co-hosted the show. It was up with Cameron and Mike, and with Cameron and Jeff. Really? Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Wow. See that—that's why we have a good question. And, and this is a good question because the entire time you, I, you was like Joe, just you know, cracking wise for Cameron. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Am I like flirty with him on the on the show? Oh, it's a little flirty. Yeah, it's a little ah, flirty. Interesting. interesting. But I would say something. sidebar. My favorite Cameron story yeah. is that um, there was a time when you were hanging out with Cameron and he was dating someone at the time mm-hmm. and she didn't like you and so instead of coming to the house she circled the block <laughs> multiple times until so your car was gone <laughs> yes i remember that actually <laughs> <laughs> and cameron said that wasn't true he no like, it definitely happened it, no 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 no, no he, yeah he, he texted her he, like, he was like oh you're like who is that who just drove by and then he was like oh that's my girlfriend she doesn't want to come in until you leave <laughs> <laughs> would be would it be funny if she was also the one knocking on Philip's door? Yeah, like, <laughs> she just there. shows up at the wrong time all the time. <laughs> okay, Chewy, we are ready. What is your favorite episode of the twenty five episodes you listen to, or not the favorite episode, favorite story? Sorry. Oh, um, well, like I said, my favorite uh, stories are Joe Parent stories, mm-hmm. um, and so. Episode 111, um, there's this really, really great story about how you were hanging out with your mom and the phone rings and she answers the phone and she's like, hello. And she goes, you must think I'm some idiot. <laughs> I don't remember this. Fuck you. <laughs> I- Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And it's like so much cursing is going on in your mom's voice. And then she just hangs up. And then like, you're, then they call back and your dad picks up and is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mother does that. <laughs> Your mother does that. No, no, fuck you. Fuck you. There's like a lot of cursing. It's, it's truly the best. Long story short, they thought that ISIS had like hatched, hacked their phone. So your mom pulls the cord out of the wall. Oh, my God. And it's God. like, we have, to, we have to call the police. And then you were like, wait, wait, wait. And then we figured it all out. But that, it was just, it was a mixture between like, I just, I really do love it when either of you guys curse a lot. I just, I, I just like it when people curse. I don't like living in a censored world. Mm-hmm. So it was like the joy of my world listening to all that profanity. It's a good story. And it, didn't it turn out to be like some sort of scammy, like, yeah, it was just like a scam support. Guy. Yeah, they asked her, they were, they said it was Windows asking for her password. Yeah, yeah, my parents, they must have some sort of like uh, marketing list where they know who old people are because they constantly yeah. get, like constantly. I had to set you up. You can with, buy them by the hundreds. It's like phone numbers for a hundred suckers. No, $29.99. Said, <laughs> they, yeah. they use Spectrum and they have a Spectrum phone, like an internet phone. And yeah. they have a service and they're called Nomo Robo, right? And it's actually a really good service. It somehow can screen out those calls, right? But the problem is, if it calls for the first time, it'll ring one time. Okay. Just once. Oh. You'll get one ring. And then that's how you know if it's a real call because it won't ring again after the first ring. 
The reason mm-hmm. I bring that up is when you're at my parents' house, they there's just a flood of calls that come in one ring. Like just a flood. There's so many just like one ring, one ring, one ring. And just they and just the good stop. story the good point about the story that Michael pointed out too that I like is I feel like your parents are kind of the type and the, and a lot of parents are. Like they when they curse, it's like in quotation marks. Like they're never really cursing. They're kind of like they would almost whisper it. Do you know what I mean? So like to ha- get them on the phone repeatedly cursing, I think it's really funny. It's actually yeah, yeah, well, I think because they don't really swear that much. Yeah, I've, I've, it's, it's oh, yeah, really yeah, hear them yeah, swear. Yeah, you explained that in the, in the episode. Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, uh, that's super interesting. I have a question for you, and I ask this for everybody who calls into the show. You know, you've been on the phone here. You've been talking to Mike Lawson. When you're talking to Mike Lawson, oh, actually, before you get to that question, so you're a big fan of the catching. I mean, the RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Um, yep, cool. yep. So now that you're on the phone with Joe, is it like talking to a celebrity? How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, I why would you just point out <laughs> Joe? I mean, I listen to your podcast. Oh, thank yeah. you, Michael. That was my question. <laughs> my question was, is talking to Mike Lawson right now like talking to a celebrity? Um, <laughs> this is so uh, dumb. Yeah, it is. I feel like, is this, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? How are you guys? Yep, basically. No, but even more, I would say for you guys, it is because it is such a one of my. I would say one of my favorites. I listen to it, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and my favorite styles of podcasts are those where it's just a group, if like two or more friends who are just chatting. So I yeah. mean, it just feels good to just be chatting with some friends. No, but you know what? And I think I have I talked about Brian and Aaron on the show, Mike. Maybe, maybe I haven't listened to recent episodes in a while. <laughs> We haven't posted an episode in two months. <laughs> so, um, I think you've mentioned them. I don't know if you've mentioned them by name. So, okay. Well, but I, okay. Okay. Who cares? The point is, uh, fairly recently I got to know uh, the host of the podcast, Throwing Shade, uh, Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson, right? And I, oh, yeah, I'm familiar. And I will say, there is an element that's sort of weird when you're talking to them where you're like, I already know what they sound like. I already know how they talk. I know what, okay, Brian's going to say this and Aaron's going to come in here. Like, so hearing that in real life is very strange. So without going to the celebrity thing, I'm sure it must be weird for Michael who listens to our show, even though he hasn't heard the last few episodes and we haven't put on an episode in over a month that he hears, is it weird to actually interact with me and Mike in any kind of way? Yeah, a little bit, like definitely like on a baseline level, especially since, you know, I did, I was just listening to an episode like an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah. So just like, you know, preparing. Yeah, I get it. I actually um, listen to a lot of podcasts as well. And so same thing. Like I've had like weird conversations with folks that I mostly listen to. And it's just weird to kind of hear their speech and like, you know, like I understand their speech pattern and stuff, but hearing it respond to words that I say. I don't know, it's kind of a mind fuck a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Your mind's fucked. Your mind is <laughs> good. Fucked. Now, now, really quickly, what other podcasts do you listen to? Um, I listen to I listen to like a lot of uh, like other like stand up comedians. So I listen to you know like Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, they're all of course like blanking right now. Bill Burr, um, Tom Segura. I love Tom Segura. I love Joey Diaz. Um. I listen to 
Uh, my favorite murders I'm really into. A lot of true crime stuff. So I love my favorite murders. I love serial. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's so much serial. There has been a new season for a while. Um, I love, uh, um, yeah, like stuff like that. You know. Cool. Interesting. So before we let you go, do you have any oh, questions? Shout, shout out. Sorry. I listened to you know RuPaul's recap. I do enjoy um, Pod is my co-pilot. Shout out to them as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I love Pod is my co-pilot. Yeah. Meh. So Stupid. you know what's so funny is I could make I could make that joke about any other podcast like like cocktails and cream puffs or anything like that right and then and Boo Hecker doesn't care another show they don't care I will actually get a well it takes Taylor forever to listen to our show but when he does I will get a phone call from like hey asshole I listened to your episode and you said meh on pod is my co-pilot and I was like what and you're like okay I was kidding Taylor. <laughs> he, he knows you're kidding. No, if he thought Mike, you were serious, he wouldn't respond to you and say, Mike, "Hey, Mike, I told you. I think there is something missing with Taylor. In that, no, I think there's something missing with your sense of humor. No, 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 no. I'm going to talk about it. You, I know. I told you about this the other day, but I, and Taylor knows this too. So the way the computer is set up, you need to know this, uh, Chewy. The way the computer is set he up, needs he needs. He needs to know this. I'm not going to get into the into the details because it's boring, but like at a certain point, when I switch from talking, just shooting the shit, to actually recording the show, uh, I need to turn my mic off for about one second. Okay, it's it's very very short. Okay, and then I start recording. And I come back. Okay, every single fucking week, without fail, we never miss a week when I'm never recording. Fa- when I record with Taylor, I say, okay, I'm going to start recording now. And I switch over. And in Taylor's ear, he must hear the, side, the lack of room noise. And he'll go, Joe, 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 I'm not hearing you. Joe, 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 Joe. And, I'm like, and then I'm like, Taylor, I had to switch over. He's like, oh, I thought you, like, I lost you. Every single time. That's related to his. Every single time so the point is i don't remember what the what was the original point i was making who knows <laughs> anyway what's going on in upstate new york michael um nothing much i didn't i unfortunately didn't have off today because my job doesn't like black people so what? i had to work well get it yeah i had to work and so I, I literally just got home a little while ago um we should i guess we're kind of moving back the curtain a little bit we're recording this on mlk day It'll be a while since it till goes out. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, excuse me. No, it's okay. <laughs> you should just make it keep people thinking that like his yeah. job just randomly yeah. doesn't like white people. They're like what? <laughs> I had to work today because my job doesn't like black people. <laughs> oh, that's weird because it's February fourth. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's just a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so why don't we wrap it up? Uh, did, did, are, there, are there are there any notes that we haven't? touched on like you're like oh i wish they would ask me this question i want to mention this episode i want to mention this story i want to mention this character have we hit Um, all the big notes no i think we i mean we got it i mean you know there was a lot of stories within 25 episodes a lot Um, yeah yeah i mean like i can even look back quickly let me ask you this question let me ask you this question yeah please to someone listening to the show they haven't heard those 125 episodes Mm. Right? Let's say they haven't. Yep. Is there like yep. one or two episodes where you're like, you have this episode from start to finish, go to listen to this, this episode? Like, 
hands down, you know, episode 112 or something like that. Uh, I wish I had it written down. I don't have the exact episode, but there is an episode um, later on. It definitely, I want to say maybe past like 115. Um, there's an episode where you guys just talk about stories of when you went to go visit Mike in the Bay Area. So that one's fun just because you guys are kind of like sharing these stories. Mm. All right. Well, everyone go hunt. <laughs> sorry about it, everyone. No, no, don't be sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't serious. Um <laughs> All right, so, uh, Mike? All right, well, uh, Michael, it's so nice. Thank you for not only volunteering to, like, listen to all of it, but then having, you know, taking the time out of your day to uh, call and catch up with us. It was been, it's been really nice. Of course. Thank you guys for putting out um, good content and having me entertained. <laughs> totally. <laughs> all right, well, you have the honors, right. shall we? Go to hell, guys. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week.